0: Hey, welcome to Vine Church Fort Myers podcast. We are glad that you took time to listen. We pray that the message of grace empowers you today. Open your Bible in Leviticus chapter 26. Yes, we're gonna study in the book of Leviticus. Look, and it, it is in your Bible. Maybe found it, but it is there. In the beginning of the Bible, we're gonna find Leviticus. Leviticus is the instruction that Moses wrote specifically for the Levitical people, the Levi tribe. They were responsible for taking care of the tabernacle. They were responsible to lead the way in terms of the worship of God. And we have a parallel passage compared to this passage we're going to read in another book of the Bible called Deuteronomy. Uh, but the, the parallel passage is more for everybody. This is more for the chosen ones. These are for the uh, 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 priests, those that we represent God's presence to the man. Let me read this to you guys, and then we're going to pray. Leviticus chapter 26, verse nine and on says, I will turn to you and make you fruitful and multiply you, and will confirm my covenant with you. Let me hear some shouts of praise in this house just because of this verse. The Lord will confirm his covenant with us. Verse 10 says, You shall eat old store long camp, and you shall clear out the old. Everybody says, clear out out the old. You shall clear out the old and make way and make room for the new. Close your eyes. Father, we yield to your spirit this morning, God. There are news. There are greater news waiting for us, God. The newness of God. The things that you have in store for us will come to pass even this year, God. We are open for the new. Move, O Holy Spirit. Give us a new measure of faith, a new attitude of prophecy, so we can Entering the new in Jesus' mighty name, everybody said, Amen, amen, and amen. I titled this message The Breakthrough of the New. We're gonna have a little break today on our Galatians series because I believe this is a prophetic word for you. So open your heart to receive that. Now, when I speak about the new, some uh, people got excited. Because you are reminded of the new car smell. You are, uh, you are reminded of the new gadget you just bought it in Amazon. And now you have that feeling of the new. Which is interesting when you buy something new. When you experience something new. But honestly, there are some people that are hesitant about the new. Because the new implies in changes. I'm renovating. I'm renewing my house right now. And my house is mad. It is upside down. It is. I can enter in my house because the new also implies in changes. Are you guys with me? That's why I decided that from the moment I was preparing this message on, I stopped to pray, God, deliver me from my problems. And I decided to pray, God, increase the quality of my problems. Because I understood that as the new of God comes into my life, new problems come, but I wanted better quality problems. I wanted the kind of the problems that comes from the newness of God in my life. Are you guys with me? I have three principles about the new of God because we are the people of the new. We have to understand that the new has already come. We are the people of the new. The new of God has already come. Let me prove that to you. Second Corinthians chapter 5. Verse 17 is a classic verse that says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, anybody home here? Anybody yeah. is in Christ? If you are in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. The old has passed away, has died. It is dead. You don't need to put your hearts in the old anymore. The old has passed away. Clear it up cleared out the old it creates room for the new say amen everybody And, and it's important to see that because behold the bible closes the verse behold in other words check it out hey get ready the new has already come so there are some news of god coming into your life that you are not even praying about it it's just gonna come to you I'm talking to that kind of new that you were planning before. You are working faithfully to this company. You like your boss. But the new of God has come. It is time to open your business. Some of you guys, is dealing with this relationship for so long. It is time for the new of God. Maybe it's time to get married. Some of you guys are procrastinating that, uh, uh, that step of going to college. The new has already come. It is time to embrace the new of God. Now, I have an example to show that. Because uh, remember that the apostles, they were praying... After Jesus were uh, uh, resurrected, and Jesus gave them a a commandment to wait in Jerusalem for the gift of the Father. But the Bible says that when the Holy Spirit came, it came in a surprising way. Look what it says in Acts chapter two, verse two. And suddenly, the word is "aphino." Unexpectedly, there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind. And it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Unexpectedly, you are not even preparing for. Tell the neighbor close to you, the new has already come. Amen. Tell him the new has already come. The new is here right now. And let me let me say this: like a few years ago, there was a pastor um, that he desired so much to go to one of our conferences. Um, He didn't have all the paperwork. His documents were not set up. So he rushed to get all his documents ready. He had now finally got his documents. But he realized he was lacking just one little thing. He didn't have any money to go to the trip. So he started to raise money. He put it a GoFundMe. He car washed. He asked money for me, for his family. He got the money. He went to the conference. Was blessed, anointed, Amazing. This year, I decided to bless this pastor. And I decided to give this pastor all the expenses paid off. Say, I'm going to buy the tickets. I'm going to buy your registration and pay all extra expenses over there. But you have to tell me tonight that you want to go to this conference. A few hours later, he called me. and And he said to me, Pastor, I'm not sure if I should go. I said, why not? Because I don't know your expectation." I my expectation that you receive in this conference. He says, but if I don't receive as you expect me to receive, he said, that's okay. You're going to bless other people around you just because you went to this conference. He says, no, honestly, Pastor, you didn't even give time for me to pray about it. So it led me to think why we want a little piece of the glory, of the blessings of God, of the favor of God. Even praying about some of the new of God that has already come. Sometimes God suddenly will send you blessings that you are not even praying about. Why? Because you do, he doesn't want you to feel that you are even part participant. That you have any, any inch of glory because you pray about it. Now you are worthy to receive. No, you receive because he loves you just because he loves you. Period. And, and the new of God has come over you it is time for us to make room for the new to cast out to clean out the old and please i'm not telling you to clean out your old husband or old wife here please this you have no option god you're going to renew him renew her here but it is a fact that if you want the new of god we have to make room for it we are leading our church we're being faithful here. We're taking care of our life groups. We're not thinking about that. We're not searching these things. But suddenly, unexpectedly, we see ourselves as a local church at the threshold of a purchase of a $3 million building. Yeah, you didn't, you didn't listen to me well, right? So I'm talking about... You see this building you're sitting on? I'm talking about a building that will cost us... Three million dollars, and we are a threshold to acquire this building. Ask me how I have no idea. Oh. But we're almost there, <laughs> Pastor. But how? I, I don't feel worthy to receive. Yeah, but that's how God sometimes works with us when the new of God has already come, it surprises us. But we are the people of new of the new. We are in the newness of God. And that's my second point. Let's go to Romans chapter 6, verse 4. The Bible says, We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death. In order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we might too walk, everybody says walk, in newness. Everybody says walk in newness. Walk in newness newness of that's our lifestyle standard. This is where we are meant to be in the newness of God. If you want the new of God, let's make room and clear out the old. And in order to get into the newness of God, pay attention here, you have to believe in the promises. Now, the promises for you are not meant to be only in the future. The promises for you, it is meant to be for now. That's how we enter in the newness of God. Now, I'm going to make a little bit of exegesis with you guys here. Let's make it a deep Bible interpretation. In the Old Testament, the people of the Old Testament were saved because they believed in one single promise. From Genesis chapter 3, where God speaks for the first time the promise, until Matthew chapter 4, when we see the promise coming to pass, the whole entire history of God was for people that believed in such promise, in such written promise. I'm speaking on the promise that from the fruit of the woman... God will send the Messiah. After the fall, God said, From you, woman, I will bring a seed. I will bring a man that will be powerful, that will have strength to crush the head of the serpent. God, in Genesis chapter 3, was speaking about Jesus. And in Matthew chapter 4, we see the complete fulfillment of such long promised history. Now... Regardless of the fall, regardless of the Tower of Babel, time in Egypt, the time in the desert, the book of Judges, fall and rise of the kingdoms, captivity, diaspora, throughout history, grace was greater over those who believed in the written promise. Because you believe in the written promise... You will be, you're going to enter, you're going to experience salvation. It's not me saying that. Look what it says in Galatians chapter 3. Know then that it is those of faith who are sons of Abraham. and the scripture, foreseeing that God will justify the Gentiles by faith, preach the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, You shall... In you shall all the nations be blessed. So then, those who are of faith are blessed along with Abraham, the man of faith. We as well enter the new of God when we get the written promises in the scripture, just like we just read here, the scripture preached to us, and we take hold of the written promises in the scripture. As a fact, as a reality for now. I, I, I place my faith, I set faith over the written promises. When I do that, I enter in all the news that God have for me. Now, pay attention because maybe you didn't get it. If the people of, of the, old, the Old Testament were saved because they placed their faith on the written promise we as well experience salvation, provision, deliverance, restoration as we place our faith in the written promise. Let me extend this a little bit more. First Peter chapter, Second Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 3. His divine power has granted to us all things, that pertain to life and godliness, through the knowledge of Him, who calls us to His own glory and excellence. So this is the plan of God for each one of us. Second Peter chapter one verse three, God planned for us godliness, life. He wants us to experience His glory and excellency. Now let's take a look in verse four. Now, by which God has granted to us His precious and very great promises. Why did God give us His precious promises? So that through the promises, through them, you may become partakers of the divine nature. You have been delivered, escaped from the corruption, in this world because of our sinful desires so i have all the blessings of god all the new of god waiting for me as i place my faith as i get to know the written promises the very great and precious promises of god will preserve me will keep me safe we're gonna give me strength to move forward Now, this is very important because some of you guys are belittling this, the importance of the Word of God. Now, you can binge and watch anything you want in Netflix and Amazon Prime. But please don't waste your entire summer without filling your heart with written promises. Without them, you're not going to be able to endure. Now, you don't need the force of star wars you need the grace of god upon you you don't need whatever superpower superhero thing you're watching you need the power that comes from the lord and this comes from the very great and precious promises written for us are you guys with me now i'm not here just to uh, again be to annoy you about this it is because it is life and death at stake here. Without the very great and precious promises, we won't endure the timing. Now we're talking about almost 4,000 years from Genesis chapter 3 to Matthew chapter 4. How the people of God could endure such a long period of time because they had the promises. It is not different for you. Amen. Now, you should try it out this. How are you going to try it out this? Simple, okay? How do you feel after a service, a Sunday service that you are reminded of the promises of God? And how do you feel by Friday night when you did not read any single verse of the Bible? So just compare the two states that you feel at the beginning of the week and the end of the week When you fill your heart with the promises, when you have no promise at all to hold on. You got my point. Number three, we are the people of the new. More specifically, the new covenant. Tell to the neighbor, you are a man and woman of the new covenant. Come on, tell him, tell her, you are a person of the new covenant. What is the new covenant, pastor? The new covenant, it is written for us. Hebrews chapter 8 okay if you want to know the clauses of the new covenant in other words the covenant that you are supposed to be it is in Hebrews chapter 8 actually you should put your bookmark over there and whenever you need to be reminded of good news just open Hebrews chapter 8 and read out loud because the Bible says in verse 8 behold The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will establish a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Take a look in verse 10. This is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my laws into their minds, and I will write them on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people I dare to say, a paraphrase of this verse will be, I will put my dreams, my designs, my intentions in their minds. I will write down in their hearts my promises, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. What I'm trying to say is, Honestly, we don't need to chase after the new. We need to chase God that has written in our hearts the things he has already in store for us. Now, some of you guys, because you are so used to the old covenant mentality, you say, Pastor, but how can I trust my own feelings, my own desires, Pastor? The Bible doesn't say that my heart is so corrupt, Yes, because you are thinking on the old covenant. That is true. We talked about that last week that there is a battle between the flesh and the spirit. I'm not talking about trusting your flesh. I'm not talking about these selfish desires that the only person blessed is your belly button, no one else around you. I'm talking about the inner desires inspired by the holy spirit but you don't know why but you have this desire to give this outrageous limitless gift in the mission day you don't know why but i think i should give at least one thousand dollars do you think this is from the flesh absolutely not suddenly you are being pushed by the spirit and say i think it's time for me to finally stand up and lead a life group I need to open my house. I need to be part of the movement of God. This is not from the flesh. This is God writing in your mind and creating in your heart the desires, the designs that He, he desires for you. This is not from the flesh. He places dreams in your heart. His words, His promises are already there. Now you are doubting me. Maybe you are, no, this is not possible. So let me read it for you now Philippians. Chapter 2, I'm I'm reading the New Living Translation that says, For God, give me there, for God is the one that is working in you. I'm reading New Living Translation. God is working in you. God is giving you the desire. God is giving you the power to do what pleases Him. Honestly, think with me, if God will take the hard work to change your hard stone into a heart that is flesh and moldable after his will, do you really think that God will make such a huge work, great work, to give his own son, to give you a new heart in order to still have a rebellious, disturbing heart? Absolutely not. God, change your heart for his own desires. Say a good amen in the house, everybody. Now. Think with me about that. So I'll bring my boys to Dick's Sports Store, the place that they will see all these sneakers and, and all the sport things they desire to have. So Pedro goes to the hockey session. Andrea goes to the soccer session. And they are just like looking at all these cool gadgets. They can have it. And I grab them out of the store. and said, did you guys see everything there? Yeah, we love it. Yeah, so I just want to say that I have no money, and no intention to give you guys anything you guys just saw. it. Actually, it's better to get satisfied with your misery because you're never going to have any of the things you just saw. It. Do you think I'm a good or bad father? I'm a terrible father. I'm just teasing my boys for nothing. But God will never do that with us. Come on, somebody. God is never going to place someone, something in your heart just to tease you. If God placed, wrote in your heart and and spoke into your mind that his desires is because he's already accomplishing. He's already determined to accomplish through you, through your life. Say a good amen in the house, guys. I don't know about you, but I want to just shout off, praise in the house. You have to. Because this is so good. Now... Pastor, if this is true, why I don't see things coming to pass in my life? Because, look, the written promises in the Bible, you don't need to pray about it. You don't need to put effort on it. It will come to pass. Let me give you an example. No matter if you pray or not, no matter if you live a godly life or not, Jesus will come back. Because it is written. It is a promise determined here in the Word of God. However, the written promises in your heart, it has to be written down as well. Someone has to prophesy it as well. Without someone declaring it out loud, it will not come to pass. Now, all these desires that God himself wrote in your heart and mind, someone has to declare it. Has to prophesy it. Without prophesying these promises, it will not come to pass. Now, it's because you, you, you belittle the importance of your words. So in all creation, think with me. In all creation, okay? From all the species and the, the wonderful diversity of creation. God gave to mankind... This powerful, this dangerous, this subversive device, this neural audio technology that is capable to rewire other people's mind. I'm not talking about your cell phone, I'm talking about your words. Because when I'm speaking here, my intention is to rewire your thoughts, is to change your mindset. And when you talk to me for a discount for the t-shirt, you're trying to do the same thing with me. You're trying to convince me of something. And and, and that's that's a powerful technology given only to mankind. Actually, if you believe in Narnia like I believe, I believe that animals could talk before the fall. That's why when the serpent came creeping in the garden and was speaking to the woman... And God, noticing the power of such technology in deceiving woman, deceiving mankind, God restrained the serpent from that moment on to ever speak again. I may ask you this: a parenthesis. Why the serpent is still speaking so far in mankind, among people in the world? I don't know, but the serpent has no authority, has no legal rights to speak speaking in my garden, in my house, in my family anymore. Because God made it prohibit; It's not legal anymore. So don't make it legal in your family, in your marriage anymore. In Jesus' Amen. name. Anybody with me here? Amen. Come on, somebody. Now, the words has this power to bring into, bring into existence. Uh, you guys know this prophet. His name is Isaiah. He's known in the Old Testament to be the most gospel-centered prophet. He's the one that most prophesy about the coming Messiah. It is 66 chapters of prophecy. In the closing chapters, chapter 57, he says that. He, he says this. Verse 18, 57, verse 18. I have seen his way, but I will heal him. This is Isaiah prophesying. I will lead him and restore comfort to him and his mourners now verse 19 is powerful says creating the fruit of the lips everybody says creating the fruit of the lips and Isaiah keep prophesying peace peace to the far and to the near and I will heal him Isaiah understood that God will give his creative power to what isaiah lips will we speak out so this is so important you have to speak out the written promises in your heart in order them to come to pass in order them to be created are you guys with me somebody now i'm not preaching to the choir here i'm not just giving you something that maybe uh it's something brand new for you guys. I know you know this, but I want you to practice this mainly now that we're starting a new season in our ministry, in our lives, in our year. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, let me open another parenthesis here because I don't want you it's a matter of prophesying anything to anyone. Let's go to Matthew chapter 18. How many times do I have? How many times? Okay. I have no time, so it's better... Let's use the opportunity. Matthew 18, Jesus is teaching to how we should pray and believe. Let's go to verse 19 more specifically. Again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth, verse 19, 18, 19, on earth, about anything they ask, anything they prophesy, anything they open their lips, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. Who has the power to create what your lips speak is the Father in heaven. So don't prophesy, don't speak to someone in the natural, that you have expectations to your boss, to your father, to your family, to whoever you have expectations. Pray to the Father, prophesy to the Father. Speak to him. He's the only one that can bring it to pass. I was in Brazil. I wanted a ticket, a, connected, a connecting, connection flight from one place to another. There was no tickets. No one wanted to sell me the tickets. I said, I want to talk with the supervisor. I'm going to call the supervisor Joe. I don't know his name. And I was looking for Joe. I couldn't find Joe. Suddenly, a woman from the place people in the check-in sent me said, Uh, a a woman came out her name was Natalia and she said I can help you I said no 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 no. I'm looking for Joe and Natalia maybe I can help you give me your documents I hesitant gave the documents Natalia brought my documents inside and I was waiting anxious waiting for Joe nothing happened until Joe show up and I said finally you came in I was looking for you Natalia came out and I said, look, I, I'm, I'm so thankful, Natalia, but finally I have the person that can resolve my problem. And Joe told me, yeah, but Natalia is my supervisor. If I can't do something, it's because of Natalia. So I got my documents out of Joe's hand. I said, I always knew it was you, Natalia, that will resolve my problems. And because I now lay my trust I prayed to the right person. I got free ticket from one place to another. Literally, I got a free ticket. I never happened in my life. With luggage included, everything paid off. And I didn't have to pay just because I pray to the Father in heaven that will do it for you as we prophesy. Now, let me close this message. I know the worship is here just to limit me. Are you guys receiving anything? Okay, Pastor, I am a person of the new. The new has already come. I have no problem to believe in the written promises, Pastor. I have no problem at all. I know it is true for me. Now, Pastor, I learned today that if I have these inner desires to serve, god to open my house to see my kids be leading life groups and to, to have a blessed family if god is placing this desire in my heart it's because he wants them all these promises coming to pass i believe that pastor however even though you're saying that i should prophesy i don't see myself like isaiah opening my lips and believing that god will release his creative power to seal my w- words. I-, I can't believe that. Actually, uh, I am not even opening my lips. Because I can't believe. I can't trust. And honestly, I feel condemned. Now, most of you guys, mainly men in the house. Men, all the husbands mainly here. T- t- pay attention to what I'm saying right now. Most of you guys, men, don't open your mouth. Where's your husband? He needed to listen to that. Then you say it to him because of two reasons two factors number one this works mainly for the husbands because in speaking the promises your wife you're going to listen and she's going to charge you of these things you're prophesying so you don't want someone you know on top of you asking you to keep believing but that's something you should take it joyfully if you are married, if you have this amazing woman of God beside you that can remind you, that will be used to remind you of the written promises in your heart, let it, this woman of God be this mighty voice over and over again and increase your faith and bring you back to the track. Are you guys with me? Yeah. Thank you for the yeah there. Thank you for some many here. Because if you are a man of God, you want to be reminded. So speak to your wife. Open your heart to your wife. And let these prophecies be reminded. But the second reason. And this includes all the women in the room. Includes all of of us. Was. Is the problem of Isaiah. Isaiah didn't come to chapter 57. Without passing through chapter 6. And in chapter 6. Some of you guys are going to be remembered. That is when Isaiah is called by God. And this is how he feels. Verse Five, he feels I am lost I am a man of unclean lips how can I prophesy if I live in the midst of people with unclean lips I cannot open my mouth I know the things I have said before I know my character is still in process I know I still stumbling the bad habits Uh, I'm condemned I'm not going to open my lips woe to me but remember, this is, this is not the end of the story. When Isaiah was called, the Bible says in verse 6 and on, that an angel of God came and touched Isaiah's lips with a burning coal. Verse 7 says, because of the touch of heaven, the Bible brings this great news for Isaiah. Behold, your lips was touched your guilt is taken away and your sin is atoned for you know what is the best is that while for Isaiah was a isolated experience it was this unforgettable moment for us the people of the New Covenant. This is our standard. This is the ground we walk daily. Hebrews chapter 8. Anybody remember what is in Hebrews chapter 8? What is in Hebrews chapter 8? It is the clauses of the New Covenant. It is the place you need to bookmark in your Bible to f- always find good news. You guys remember what I said? And there... In Hebrews chapter 8, this is what we read. The Lord will be merciful toward our iniquities. The Lord will remember our sins no more. How are we going to prophesy the promises God wrote in our hearts? Only if we stay in the new covenant. If we believe in the new covenant, if we experience freedom from all condemnation and all accusation.